Imagine that you're about to board a plane to take a trip. Not a long one, about 50 minutes, give or take a few. Long enough for you to order a coffee or an adult beverage. Your captain is a grade school four square champion and an all-star at UNO. Hailing from Salina, Kansas and residing in Southeast Texas, he will give you his thoughts on music, family, and adventures in life. So sit back and get comfortable. The seatbelt sign is always off. Welcome aboard flight 785. And just like that, we are back, guys. We are back for another week of the podcast, Flight 785. My name is Ken Yan, a.k.a. Dutch Chocolate. You know how I get down, and I am here with my lovely wife, Carrie. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. You are doing good. I appreciate that. I appreciate that you are doing good, guys. God. We are here for another week. I can't believe it. Two weeks has flown past very quickly, very quickly. Very quickly. Current time, 7.58 p.m. on the 19th of January, 2022, Hump Day. It's a Wednesday. Every other Wednesday, we come out with a new show, guys, and we are here. I am here. She is here. We are ready to get it going, Carrie. So, hey, guys, if this is your first time listening, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. We pull a couple stories off the interwebs, and we just chop it up. We talk about it, guys. It's a good time. It is a good time here on Flight 785, nice and laid back. That's how we do it here. I am in Southeast Texas at Cedar Crest South. That is the name of the domain that I am at right now, Cedar Crest South. Welcome aboard, welcome aboard. So guys, at the top of the show, I always tell you, I have what you call diplomatic immunity. What that means is I can say whatever I wish to say without fear of reprisals or repercussions. At least that's what he thinks. That's what I think. And guys, so don't but email. That's what we know is not true. Don't email the show upset, okay? Diplomatic but, immunity, okay? I say it from the very beginning. Diplomatic immunity, I say, and I mean email it. the show with your thoughts and uh Yes. <laughs> I was going to say like retributions or something. No, no, no. Just, we can't have that. Yes. It's good just vibes, Just email guys. everything. It's good vibes. But if you do decide to email, hit me up, flight785podcast at gmail.com, or hit me up on Instagram, flight785. Give it a follow. Give me a follow. It's good stuff, guys. It is easy as that. flight785podcast at gmail.com. And leave a review. Leave a review if you love the show. Leave a review on your iPhones or whatever, you know, whatever device you use. That's how we do it, Carrie. So, guys, Carrie, what have we been watching this week? We've been watching Yellowstone. 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 We made it through two or three seasons, maybe over the last week or two. I believe we're, yeah, so I believe we're on. I think we started shortly after the last podcast. So what is your take on Yellowstone? Are you a big fan of the Yellowstone, Carrie? Um, Yeah, I like it. Okay. It's a little violent. It's Um, a little violent. Yeah. But it's something you would highly recommend to the people out there, Yellowstone. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's entertaining. Outstanding. Keeps you on your feet. So that's what we've been watching, and Carrie has also been watching, uh, haven't you been watching The Bachelor, that French uh, that French I show? I forgot about that. The Bachelor. We haven't watched it this week or last not week. Not this week, oh, but okay. but you have been watching yeah. it, have you not? What is your take on The Bachelor? 
Try uh, I I'm not a big fan of this bachelor. Not a big fan of the bachelor. No. And why is that? Why is that? I can't even remember his name. <laughs> you can't remember the bachelor. Cliff Clint. The, the you. Let me get this What's straight. His name? You can't remember the bachelor's name. That's what you're telling me. No, I know he's the ex NFL player from Michelle's season. Oh, I didn't even know he was in the NFL. I know I he played I college. So. I know he played college, but I don't know I, if he was in the NFL. Maybe he wasn't. I don't know. Uh, well, I thought he was. I believe the name of the bachelor's name was uh, Jebediah. I believe that's what his name no, is. No, it was. Yeah, not. I'm pretty sure it is Jebediah. Jebediah Jenkins Does it is start the name with a J? of <laughs> Jebediah Jenkins. Guys, correct me if I'm wrong. I do believe that is is Jebediah Jenkins on the bachelor. What is so. This? What is his name? You know what? I don't know, and I don't care. <laughs> I guess we're just not involved in the Bachelor this uh, year. Apparently, we are not. <laughs> well, apparently, we are not. But we need to get over the go over the flight plan at the very beginning of the show, guys. We do the flight plan, and the flight plan is everything we are going to talk about. So, Carrie. For this week's flight plan, we're going to talk about a mother doing some craziness in Texas. We're going to talk about an emergency in Missouri. And we're also going to talk about fighting in Florida, along with learn something, right? What do we have on learn yes. something? Um, So I know you may, I'm not quite sure how you're going to feel about this learn something since yes. it is a surprise. So I decided to do what happened in this day in history. And okay. today, January 19th. Yes. Is actually Edgar Allan Poe's birthday. Okay. So I thought I'd get into a little about Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, okay. Okay. And do a little, I guess, bio on him okay. and some fun facts of things that happened because of him. Fantastic. So, and then we and then and the bachelor's name is Clayton. Oh, Clayton, Clayton. I was so close. I was so. Close. I think I was closer. Well, anyway, it's not a competition. And then we also get into Abby is not right. That's the portion of the show, my favorite part of the show, where we pull up, you know, one of the advice columns and we chop it up and talk about it. So that is what we have for the flight plan, guys. Runtime, I don't know. We'll say probably about thirty minutes. Probably about thirty minutes. Short flight. Short flight today, Carrie. So are you ready? I am very ready. Let's talk about Texas, Carrie. Texas. Sure. The state that we live in currently. Mm -hmm. So here we go. A Texas mother who has been charged with endangering a child after she allegedly placed her 13-year-old son, who has COVID-19, into her car's trunk to avoid being exposed to the virus. Oh, hell no. Didn't, didn't I read this to yes. you? <laughs> I, you know what? The woman's I name. I just think it's appalling and crazy. And she was a school teacher. Well, the woman's name is well. See, the woman's name is Sarah Beam. Okay. I didn't know she, if we had to blast that out. She was charged after authorities arrived at a Houston area COVID testing site on January third, following a report that a health services official had found the child in the trunk of Beam's car. According to the warrant, the director of health services stated she was gathering information from cars in a line for COVID testing. When she found a female driver, later identified as Sarah Beam, having her child in the trunk of her car. Mm -hmm. The health director told police the defendant confirmed that her son, who was a 13-year-old child, was in the trunk of the car due to the child having been tested positive for COVID. According to the warrant, 
The mother told the health director that she wanted to prevent exposure to the virus while driving her son to the testing site for additional testing. Mm-hmm. When the health official asked Beam to see the child, the mother opened the trunk where the child was lying down inside of the trunk. The mother was then told that the child would not get a test until he was removed from the trunk and placed in the back seat of the car. The health official called police and returned to the car where the child was found in the back seat. But during the investigation, police were able to review surveillance cameras at an adjacent middle school and corroborate that the child had exited the trunk of the car and entered into the back seat of the vehicle on the passenger side. So you have this lady, Uh her son tests positive for COVID. Uh She wants to get him tested again. So Uh she tells him to go sit or to go get in the trunk of the car. So was it a legit trunk or was it a freaking SUV that had an open back end? You think it was a hatchback or something like that? I'm just wondering. I mean, I know he wasn't in a seatbelt. It was a trunk. A trunk. She had had the child in a trunk. Now, what say you, Carrie? That's horrible to put a sick child in the trunk. And now, what would you do if you were the worker and, you know, and you rolled up and... Let's just say you go up there and let's just let's just role play for a second, okay? So, you know, I pull up in my car and well, I say, Hey ma'am, please carry, let me let me finish. I say, Hey ma'am, I need my son tested for uh, additional testing for COVID nineteen. And then you say, I don't see him in the in the car. And then I say, He's in the trunk. Okay, you ready? Are you ready? Here right. we go. Uh hey ma'am, uh I need to get my son tested for some additional testing for COVID, please. Okay, where's your son? He's in the trunk. Get what? Never mind. <laughs> don't, don't. Get Listen. out of the car and get your son out of the trunk. Listen, Gary, I just saw something <laughs> on your face. Listen, have you ever heard the customer is always right? Okay, the customer is always right. Okay, so you you you're in the you're in the business of customer so service. You're okay? telling so because uh, I'm a I'm a mandated reporter. I don't know As what that means. I went to public school. I don't know what mandate. Man, man, I don't know what that means. Excuse me. I don't know what that means. Please. You better learn. Yes. <laughs> you better learn something today. Yes. Okay. Here you, here you go. Here you go. A mandated reporter yes. is someone that has to mandate abuse or, you know, neglect. Yes. And that was abuse and neglect. So the child in the trunk is a no-go. Yeah, no go. Okay, so what do you think? What punishment do you think that the mother should have for this? If she, once she gets charged and well, arrested, what punishment see, do you think it, she should that's have? That's the thing, though. Too, yes. she's a school teacher, so that looks twice as bad on her. Why does it look twice because as bad? Because she endangered a child, and she's in charge of watching children. So, what punishment would you give the mother, Carrie? What punishment? Uh... Yes, I'd give her big fines and a lot of uh, community service in the COVID uh, ward. Okay, you know what? We're moving on. <laughs> that way, she learns that universal protection can help her. Oh, so what you're saying is you want her to get COVID? All right, moving no, on. Guys. No, she we're needs gonna move to, on. She needs okay, to learn how to protect herself against COVID. You need to learn how to protect yourself against COVID. So I'm going to throw Shoot. you in the COVID ward. Is that what you're telling me, Carrie? Any parent is that what you're telling that me? has a sick child with COVID is going to do anything to help that child. Come on. So you need to learn. So your an- so your answer is you need to learn. How to protect yourself from COVID. So I'm sending you to the COVID ward. Is that she what you're could have put me? him in the furthest seat 
both of them wearing masks and she could have had a visor. She could have worn protective gear. Like, there's things she could have done. She could have put a raincoat on for all I care. And a, okay. <laughs> you know what? A raincoat? Whatever. A raincoat, Carrie. Well, whatever. A raincoat? Whatever Someone she has feels COVID. necessary. I don't ever remember the CDC saying anything about if you want to protect yourself from COVID no. to put on a raincoat. But they didn't I, say you know, to protect Rick yourself James, and put your child in the trunk either. Rick James, do you think that we need to be you know putting what? on raincoats to protect we, ourselves from COVID-19? We, we need to move on. What was that, Rick? I feel you're getting political on no, me. No, I'm not getting political. We don't I do just, politics. No, we don't do politics. I'm just saying I don't recall the CDC saying anything about putting on a raincoat. Okay, is a hell of a drug. We need no to move one on. said the CDC said. <laughs> okay. So some random lady in Southeast Texas on a podcast is telling us that we need to put I on did, a raincoat. I did not tell anyone. Okay, moving on. We're going to move on. An emergency alert mistakenly, this is in Missouri, a emergency alert was pushed out to cell phones on mistake on Tuesday afternoon by the Missouri State Highway Patrol. Mm. And it was a test that was gone wrong. Now, this is Missouri, okay? Missouri. Does, Missouri. Anybody, does anybody really like Missouri? I don't like Missouri. Mm -hmm. Diplomatic community. I said what I said. I don't like Missouri, okay? I do not like Missouri. I don't like the Kansas City Chiefs. I do love the Kansas City Royals. But that's the only good thing. Still both that's the only good thing coming out of Missouri, as far as I know, are the Kansas City Royals. Okay, not the Kansas City Chiefs. I said what I said. Diplomatic immunity. Okay, okay. but anyway, I digress. I used to have family in Missouri, but they moved on the Kansas side. Of so course we're all they good. did. They got smart. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, they got smart. So here's what happened: the Missouri State Highway Patrol sent out one of their alerts. Okay, around 5 p.m., cell phones pinged in the state alerting residents to a purple or green 1978 Dodge 3700. Alert? Oh, no, I oh. didn't say anything about a silver alert. Okay, <laughs> okay. The, no, you know, please, please, did you take your Giggle Bill Boba? Oh, I did. No, no. That's why I'm beating you to the no, punch. No, I didn't say anything about a silver alert. Okay, silver alert is for the old people I that know. they can't. No, it has nothing to do with a silver alert. Gary. All right, all right. Okay, you know what? You're not beating anyone to the punch. Okay, you're not beating anyone to the punch. Okay, here we go. They need so, to make your alert a golden alert. It was He's on the road. It was a nineteen. <laughs> you, know, you shut it. It was a nineteen seventy eight Dodge thirty seven hundred GT with Missouri license plates sought out of Gotham City, Missouri. Oh, there's no such place as Gotham City, Missouri, and that is the setting of the DC Comics franchise Batman. Yeah. Okay. So in a follow up, the agency issued a second alert around five twenty two p.m. 22 minutes later, saying that the first one was fake. The highway patrol said there was no alert. Okay. In a statement later Tuesday evening, the patrol said that the alert had gone statewide. It was inadvertently sent during a test of the blue alert system, which is regularly measured to ensure proper performance in times of an emergency, according to a news release. So the Missouri Highway Patrol, they, you guys got to do better. You have got to do better, Carrie. What say you? I wonder if people were perplexed and trying to figure out what the... I think anyone that had half a brain... Well, you know what? Never mind. We are in Missouri. 
diplomatic immunity, okay? I said what I said. Clearwater, Florida. Two women are facing a felony charge after police said that they went to a man's apartment in Clearwater and started throwing glitter at him during an <laughs> argument. Yes, yes. This sounds like something you would do, Carrie. It really does. Truth be told. Uh, you know what? Uh, yes. I would do it. Yeah, yeah that's But exactly I would what end I up having to clean it up. And have you ever cleaned up glitter? That's exactly it's what I said. Bit. You know what? Okay. You know what? Listen. Language, language, Carrie, please, language. Okay. Uh, now, if the person was going to have to clean up the glitter, that's yes. the ultimate. What, payback? Yeah. Yeah, well, here's what happened, okay? According to arrest affidavits from Pinellas County, 27-year-old Caitlin O'Donovan and 29-year-old Sarah Franks went to the man's apartment on Fairwood Avenue just before 3 a.m. on Monday and started arguing with him as he stood on his fenced balcony. Both women threw a container of glitter at the victim during the argument, <laughs> according to Clearwater Police. The arrest affidavit stated that the man was hit. He was hit by the glitter, okay? Mm -hmm. This gentleman was hit by the glitter in his head, and he was hit in his torso. Is he, talking to, is he whining about the bottle or the glitter? What do you mean? Well, what? did they throw the whole bottle or did they throw the glitter? Come on. He was hit in his head and his torso with glitter. Okay, oh so big deal. Wow. No, they threw a container. Okay. Oh, Have you ever gotten hit? I, I, Let me tell you container. something. Have you ever okay. gotten hit with a container of glitter in your torso? <laughs> no. Okay? It's not fun. Okay. I don't know we're playing to. So according to police, Franks left the apartment complex in a vehicle that was then traced back to her Seville Boulevard home. And what the woman, what the women did was one of the women actually got into the house and then let her friend in where they continued to pepper the man with glitter after an argument. Okay. They ended up finding the woman that traced back to her house and they were both arrested and charged with felony burglary with assault or battery, a felony. That is a with felony. Deadly glitter. That is a felony in Florida, Clearwater, Florida. So that is what we have going on. What say you, Carrie? Have you ever so, gotten into it with someone that no, bad? No, but I was yes. thinking yes. maybe yes. instead of toilet papering, you know, teeping people's TP. houses, yes. forking people's yards, maybe you know, now you know we should do glittering people's we, doorsteps. We need to talk about this forking <laughs> stuff. I have never heard of this forking stuff until I met you. Now, can you please tell me? It's not what my the, idea. Tell me what this forking I stuff is all about. I thought we already got into no, this. Just, just reset that. Can you please reset forking? Catch me outside. How about that? Yes. I, I don't know if it was yes. my dad. I don't know. My mom. Yes. I don't know. But you just take plastic forks and you fork the whole entire yard. So you put forks, plastic forks, all yeah, over. As many so as you can. As many as you can. Okay. So you could go So to, maybe... Now it's glitter. <laughs> so now what is the, what is the, what, what do you get from forking someone's yard? It's just something annoying. Like you have to clean up the toilet paper. You have to clean up the floor. You know what? I think that we need to fork someone's house. Okay. I think we need to fork. As a matter of fact, I think we need to fork your sister's house. That's what I think we need to do. That is a good idea. It'll guys, be hard to do since she's up all night. Guys, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna fork my her sister's house, guys. If you think that I should fork and take a picture of it and put it on Instagram, give me a hell yeah. Uh, what? 
I think we should fork your sister's house. My sister's house? Uh-huh. I know she's got too many guns. She's got she's got way too many guns. No, to the be, older one. No, we're not forking my sister, but we will fork your sister's house. More to follow, guys. Look on my Instagram in the next couple of weeks. I am going Carrie came up with a great idea. I am going to fork Carrie's sister's house that is what i'm gonna do he said i am so i'm we uninvolved are. We are diplomatic community <laughs> i'm uninvolved this is ridiculous guys it is time for it learn something let's glitter your parents yard no, we're not gonna do that <laughs> we can't do that we, we, ain't nobody got time for that we, we can't do that we are gonna roll right in. we're not even gonna take a break we're gonna roll right into learn something carrie what do we got for learn sounds something? perfect what do we got so like i said Edgar Allan Poe's birthday is today. Edgar Allan Poe. He was born Poe. on January 19th, 1809. Okay. In Boston, Massachusetts. Boston, Massachusetts. So That's I, where they talk funny over there, like the car and the bar and the star. You know, I had a you buddy. You sound like you got a little bit of a Texas accent. Yeah, well, it's, the- it's Boston, okay? <laughs> Shout out to Boston. I got a buddy. I got an army buddy, okay? And- when we lived in Louisiana, <laughs> yes. uh, there you know the shopping carts, and so you know <laughs> he came walking up to me and said, uh, you know, he said something to the phrase of you know something to the fact that is this your buggy? And no, I said, no, it's no, not- they said that in Louisiana. Well, no, but he said that to me, is this your buggy? And I said, it's not a buggy. And, and I said, what do you call this thing? And he said, a carriage. And I said, it ain't no carriage either. It's a freaking cart. I never heard that. You stupid people from the Northeast. I just don't yeah, understand Yeah, but from it. the South and Louisiana, they call it a buggy. Well, they don't know how to speak either. Diplomatic community. I said what I said. Diplomatic community. But please continue, okay. Carrie. So did you ever study Edgar Allan Poe going through grade school, high I did school, not. middle school? Not at all. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> well, no. my seventh grade teacher Ain't had nobody time got for time that. To talk I swear about no we Edgar spent a Al- whole month on Edgar Allan Poe Edgar or longer. Edgar Allan Poe? For what? Yes. I don't know. She was really obsessed with it. Um, she just went in depth. We so this a- was that... that uh, that Mrs. Girl, that, Clark. That girls' reformatory that you went to no. as, as in your formative years. No. The girls' reformatory. St. Anne's Catholic School? Yeah. That's the not. School for bad girls. Yes, no. that's what it was. Saint Boys Anne's, and girls It went. was St. Anne's Catholic School for bad girls. No, boys and girls went. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> anyway, you say so. Anyway, she was just obsessed with Edgar Allan Poe. So we spent a month or two now, on Now, was Edgar this, not real Poe. quick, I have to interject. Was this teacher a nun? Was she a no? Nun? She wasn't. No. Did she? Did she? I don't. I. I in grade school. Yes. I don't think I ever had a nun as a teacher. I. I had a teacher that was a former nun. Okay. Okay. But by the time she started teaching me, she had like five kids. Okay. Now did they? And she was married. Okay. Now did they? Did they ever wrap your your hands with a ruler? In no. Ca- in ca- if you I think mad. my brother got that, but I never did. Oh, oh, you think your brother did? I think your brother did. got wrapped with a ruler. Yeah. Well, you know what? He deserved it. I got sent to the principal's office once in grade school. Really? Okay. There was yes. two carries in the school. Okay. I was and not the one that did whatever it did. It was a case of did. mistaken identity. Yes, okay. and I was crying profusely. Uh, okay. listen, listen, By the we, time we, the principal came out, he uh, goes, why are you in here? What's and, wrong? And, and what were you doing? You were crying? I had no idea no, why you I said was you were there. Crying profu- I was crying profusely. I had no idea. 
No, it wasn't like that. It was a real cry. Oh no, that's terrible. I was not a bad trauma is trauma. Terry, please tell us about your trauma. I did not become ornery till high school. (laughs) Oh no, this is terrible. This is terrible. Please continue, Gary. Right. Please. I, so I, I'm going to give a little background on Edgar Allan Poe, okay. and then I'm going to give some f- fun facts okay. about him, or not f- so fun. Um, he was a very depressing fellow, so bear with me. But you have fun facts. <laughs> but I have facts. Let me. Okay. Okay. I'll let I, you he made a huge impact on American literature. He did. So, yeah, for okay. some reason or another. All right. So Poe's parents would died when he was three years old. Okay. So this may ex- explain some or a lot of his depression. And he was born in Boston. Yeah, yes. that too. <laughs> he was left with his godfather, John Allen. He was a wealthy tobacco merchant. Poe went to school in England and only attended college for eight months in Virginia. Uh, he served in the army for two years from 18, uh, starting in 1826. Oh, he's not a bad guy then. Then he won an appointment at West Point, but it didn't last long, and he was dismissed for breaking rules, as we discussed rule breaking. All right. Um, By 1836, Poe had written three works of poetry. He also worked as an editor at Southern Literary Messenger in Richmond, Virginia. He ended up marrying his 13-year-old cousin, Virginia. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Virginia, let me get this straight. She was 13. Let me get this straight. How old was he? Um, How old was he when he married his 13? He married in 1838, so he was 29 years old. He was 29 years old. No, 20. 20 20-some years old. He was 20-something years old, and he married his 13 No, he was 30-something, because he was born in 1809. And then they got married Engineer in just, 1838. Okay. Engineer, just hit the button, please. <laughs> oh, hell no. He was like 29. Well, you know what? 29. You know what? It is the South. <laughs> <laughs> Diplomatic community. You consider Virginia the South? It is the South. Okay. Diplomatic community. Please continue. I consider that the North. It's the, listen, did they fight on the does Confederate it, side? North and they South fought Carolina. With the, they fought with the Confederate side. They are the South. But Please I thought continue. North and South Carolina divided that. Listen, I said what I said. Okay. 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 All right. If it was up to me back in the day, we'd have sold Virginia to freaking Canada for a box of fiddle faddle. I said what I said. <laughs> Diplomatic community. Diplomatic community. I can't go on. <laughs> I'm just saying. I said what I said, but please continue. Okay. He also published his first fiction uh, by the name of Arthur Gordon Plym. I did, I haven't read this one, and he but he also began drinking heavily, and then shortly after moved to Philadelphia. Okay, he continued writing for magazines there. Some of his stories became dire and dark, like The Fall of the House of Usher. Okay, uh, the Telltale Heart. The, detec- uh, the detective stories like The Murders in the Rue Morgue and The Por- Purloin Letter gave him the name of Modern Detective. Okay. Uh, then he moved to New York City in 1844. All right. Where he tried to launch The Raven, which is a story he wrote right. um, as a Broadway play. It failed. And then his wife shortly died in 1847. Good grief. 
Yeah, I think she died of like some disease, like tuberculosis or something. Okay. Uh, which led to greater depression for him. So he drank some more. And then he ended up dying in 1849, so about two years after his wife, at the age of 40. Well, I was hoping this was going to be a happy learn something, but you're not bringing no. me up. You're bringing me down, Carrie. But you're bringing me I down. I understand. But yes. you know how people like those murder mysteries and they they like they like the scary stories and stuff? And yes. I'm not all about that. Yes. So... But since I had to study so much about this guy in, right, in right. grade school, yes, I, he is an interesting guy, and he does it does explain like the trials and tribulations he went through in right. his depression. Yes, in his stories, you can see how he struggled with reality and non-reality. So, yes, yes. Anyway, um, did you know that the Baltimore Ravens were? Their mascot was named after the Raven story that he wrote. I did not. Yes. I did not. So I, am where... a, I am a fan of the Ravens. I do like the Ravens. Okay. So the Baltimore Ravens were named after the Raven story by Edgar Allan Poe. I had no idea. And then. Um, shout out to Baltimore Ravens. And... Raider Nation all day, but shout out to Baltimore. So a lot of murder mystery writers yes. like Agatha Christie, Sherlock Holmes, and Stephen King yes. all claim... Uh, all claim to have learned things from his right. writing and writing detective tells. Stephen King also claims he has a blood relationship to Poe. Really? Yeah. Well, they well he does write uh, scary stuff. I know. Outstanding. So, so that's what we have for learn something already. Yes, little different. But Outstanding. I thought it was informational. Absolutely absolutely well carrie thank you thank you so much we are gonna keep it rolling we are rolling this is a quick flight i told you guys we are rolling we're gonna roll right into abby is not right you're on board flight 785 so here we go carrie abby is not right this is where i grab a story from one of the uh you know one of the advice columns and we chop it up we decide if abby is or is not right so are you ready carrie i'm ready all right here we go Dearest Abigail, my wife is very protective of our dog, Spencer. I agree with her that Spencer should not receive table food. Yesterday, my wife put a large pile of dog vomit on my desk. Oh, hell no. She said it proves I have been feeding Spencer. Her accusations <laughs> is not true. I may have done some particular or peculiar things in my time, but I have never put vomit on someone's desk. How do I respond? Now, I'm going to tell you exactly how you should respond. How? How? Yeah. He should go get his old apartment. That's what he needs to do. <laughs> he needs to go get his doggone apartment, get his own place. This is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. So let's see what Abigail has to say. Abigail says, Dear Flabbergasted, there can be various reasons for a dog having an upset stomach besides having consumed table scraps. Spencer should be checked by a veterinarian to be sure there isn't something else going on. As to your wife putting vomit on your desk, well, <laughs> since you asked, I wouldn't blame you if you made it plain that she 
is in the doghouse. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Carrie, what say you on this whole topic? This is very disturbing. I'm just appalled by the whole thing. I just don't understand. I what don't type understand of why the man can't listen to the wife. What? <laughs> Why can't he just listen to the wife? The table scraps are upsetting the dog's you stomach, mean? and she's having to clean it up. Let me get this straight. So revenge Gary. is a best uh, a dish best served cold. Is that what you're telling me? Let me tell you something, Carrie. You didn't. You're you're reading into this, okay? He said he did not give the dog any table scraps. The wife goes and puts a big old pile of vomit on his desk and calls him a liar. I'm rolling my this eyes. This is a war on men is what it is, Carrie. Do you really think he was telling the truth? Of course I believe he Would I have any reason After to believe After the vomit's that, on your desk, why would you admit it? Why wouldn't you admit it? Dogs why have, would you? Dogs I said, have, why would you? Dogs, not why wouldn't you? <laughs> you know, we're about to have a real ass <laughs> argument after this podcast. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Okay. He did not give the dog any table you scraps. You know that. He did not give the dog table scraps, okay? The wife comes, she takes vomit, and she puts it on his desk and All then right. accuses she, him. She shouldn't of have doing put this. it on his desk. She shouldn't have done it. But what I will say yes. is. Yes. What will you it, say? I, it doesn't matter because I can't even stomach the vomit no, to I'm even clean say, it up think, to put it on the desk. Do you think that she should have done that? It's not right, no, no. okay? He needs to get rid of her immediately with a G. She could have just left it for him to clean up. No, no, she shouldn't have. She should have cleaned it up and not said anything. She should have told her husband, yes, Spencer threw up, but I cleaned it up like a good wife should do. Or she and could do what she, I do. And then what she needs to do is she needs to go into the kitchen and make him a ham sandwich. It's about to go back. That's well, what she needs that, to do. I wouldn't want that woman making my sandwich. Well, you know what? You're right. <laughs> you know, you're right. But either way. Carrie. I think she should do what I do. What do you do, Carrie? I what just do you throw do? up on the throw. Okay. Okay. You know, we're moving on. We're moving on. Guys, we are out of time. And then we're, I can't. Oh, okay, Karen, thank you. Thank you. That's too much information. You're on board flight. <laughs> Carrie, Carrie, do you have any final thoughts? Do you have any final thoughts? Anything? She was so wrong. She shouldn't have put that on. That's right. Guys, we are out of time. <laughs> we are going to see you guys in two weeks. I will leave you with this. One day, you'll tell your story of how you've overcome what you're going through now. And it will become part of someone else's survival guide. And that is real talk, guys real talk blue skies and a tailwind we will see you guys in two weeks we love y'all you're on board flight 785 sportos motorheads geeks sluts bloods wasteoids dweebies dickheads they all adore him they think he's a righteous dude <laughs>